hey, hey, it's Carrington with Real Dudes Podcast. And here today, tonight, on this wonderful evening I'm recording, I am, at the moment, as far as Real Dudes is concerned, I am all alone. However, fear not, as I have done in the past, at least the past couple episodes, I'm going to bring in some special guests, and I think I'm getting a lot better at bringing people that... I can do it on command. So I'm going to bring in some special guests that I met at GDEX this past year. So let's see who I can get from GDEX to come on in here. Hello, Kathy and Sue. How are you guys? Hey, doing well. Hello. Doing good. Doing good. That was a lot easier than flying. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, it was a lot easier, a lot quicker and faster as well. I hope yeah, it didn't hurt yeah. too much. N- tingles. Tingles. I think everything's <laughs> here, though. So Checking fingers, toes. Everything's here. Great. That is what I love to hear. Well, <laughs> Kathy and Sue, um, how are you guys this evening besides being transported in? I hope you guys weren't too busy. No, I've been, been doing okay. It's been... Been a full schedule, but I'm doing okay. I'd say the same. Perfect. That is what I love to hear. Um, so for the next however long that however long I, I'm going, I decide to keep you here. We're gonna ask you guys some questions about some get or a game rather that I got to play at GDEX. If you guys could guys kind of introduce yourselves a little bit, who you are and where you guys are from, and we'll get started. I. Um, I'm Kathy uh, with Tercyops Truncatus Studios. Um, I am the game right. I'm I do the programming. I do the game design, level design, a lot of the promo work. Um, I'm based out in Madison, Wisconsin, and we've been at this for a while. Susan. Hi, I am Susan. I am the artist of the game, and I am from Madison, Wisconsin but a recent transplant from 2015 to the Providence, Rhode Island area. And I have been working on the game for a number of years and really love it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Now, you guys keep talking about the game. What is the game? The game is The Day We Fought Space. It is a wreck-em-up. So this is a game not just about shooting enemies in space, but about getting them to crash into each other, getting some spiraling chain reactions going, uh, getting some really over-the-top physics weaponry in the mix with it all. And I have to say that when we first saw, when me and myself and Cody were there, um, and we saw the day we fought in space, something that drew it drew us to it. We had all these games that were on, you know, PC or consoles. Mm-hmm. You guys were a little different. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. decided to go with the tablet, and I thought that was fascinating because I am not a mobile gamer at all, but I had a ton mm-hmm. of fun with this. Yeah, well, we yeah. really wanted to be able to create something that utilized the tactile quality of a tablet. So, yeah. Uh, it comes a lot from playing some of the old arcade ports on iPad I personally really preferred the feel of that touch controls for dodging bullets Mm -hmm. um, versus a joystick where you're kind of one step removed from the action. And once I got one thing, once you get one finger in there, I started thinking, well, why not get a second finger in there to aim? Why not get a third finger into the mix to actually choose how focused your aiming is, how spread out across the playing field? So... And as simple as that sounds, I found it very uh, a lot of fun and very addicting at the same time. So I did not want to stop playing at all. It was <laughs> it was incredible to, to me. This, yeah. No, because as soon as we walked away, Cody and I were like, they have something special in their hands, and I don't know if they know it or not. That's really great to hear. Thank you very much. Yeah, You're thanks. very welcome. So let's just get into uh, the day we fought space. I just want to, how did that idea come about um, as far as putting it in space, uh, first of all, and then just kind of snowballing from there into this amazing uh, concept where you have to use, you know, all your fingers and and I'll, I'll, and I'll let you guys talk now. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Um, let's see. We started out um, like the very first prototype. All it was was a, a ship. It wasn't even really. It was in a space, but that space was just graph paper, essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting little <laughs> ping pong balls at nothing. So that you know, step one was just figuring out that the basic, like, is this fun? Is this mm-hmm. idea in my head? Like at least a little fidget toy that is amusing on its own right. Um, As far as wanting to create a, you know, a scrolling shoot-em-up style game, um, that's something I've kind of always had in the back of my mind. Um, Back in, I I did a lot of late 90s shareware development stuff and was kind of in that community. There Mm -hmm. were a lot of kind of, innovative chumps going around at the time and i kind of always had that itch in the back of my head even after that shareware community kind of morphed into the indie scene it's like you know i should go back and i should i should do my take on the genre um and and things kind of went from there Mm -hmm. um as far as this the setting of it as far as setting in space um susan did you want to chime in on kind of the inspirations there um sure well i mean we it can kind of go back to when you and i were sitting and eating waffles and discussing (laughs) what we were going to do for this game and what kind of style we wanted to go for and what the look of it wanted to be and we wanted kind of this campy sci-fi almost um comic book-esque look to it um really celebrating uh that style and yeah uh mm-hmm. developed from there into uh what it is now with the like i said before about the tactile quality um mm-hmm. the tactile quality yeah. of the backgrounds and the ships and everything kind of has a very weighty feel to it yeah 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 almost i think that's a lot a of times feel mm-hmm. sorry no you go right ahead <laughs> Almost a lot of times feels like you're holding a comic book in your hands while you're playing it. That's kind of what we're going for. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, a very feeling I got. It was very, I don't know. It didn't feel like I was, you know, mm, sorry. I can't speak right now for some reason. It's <laughs> okay. It's fine. But it's fine. I guess what I'm trying to get at is the, I was engrossed because of the art style and because of uh, the controls as well. Now, when you guys were sitting eating your waffles, <laughs> did, you, did you guys have? I, I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say is uh, having it taken it from that idea from that 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 day you guys were discussing it till now. How much has that that idea grown, and how did you get from uh, point A to point B uh, in so many words, I guess you'd say, um, as far as getting it from idea to actually implementation. It's definitely grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we've changed course a couple or kind of altered our course a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's that's something I would love to hear about. Like what, yeah. what was an idea maybe you guys had and they either had to abandon or because of that, maybe were inspired to do something else. Um, well, one of the one of the things kind of unique to this game is the physics that's involved. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that absolutely. Idea came from a bug in one of the very earliest releases, where I was using a physics engine just to do collision detection and nothing else, and I had the flag set wrong, and the enemies were bumping into each other, <laughs> and then I turned it off. And I left it off for like a year of development before realizing, wait a second, maybe that's the direction we want to go. Maybe yeah. these chain reactions. We had one one ship that we added where it dropped a stone onto another ship. And from a programming standpoint at the time, it was just treated like any other bullet, except it was going straight down and it was painted to look like a rock and it had no other special qualities but that was everyone's favorite 
enemy to fight was these enemies carrying rocks that drop yes. other rocks. <laughs> yes. So we kind of went went out, went all in on that. Um, make make the rocks feel like rocks. Have them tumble off of other enemies, knock stuff around, put trains in the mix. Get you know stacks of crates that you can throw around. Um, that was probably the biggest change of direction we had in the game. Um, as far as some of the other ideas that, because I remember like going back to that waffle conversation, we, we were even toying around with, with all the like B sci-fi movies. We were toying around with the idea of having all the enemies hanging from visible strings. Yep. I was like thinking about that too. Props yeah. <laughs> in an old sci-fi movie. Um, that kind of turned to be, it, it still might be fun to play with sometime, but it's really doesn't feel right to do in 2D. If mm -hmm. we had 3D models, we could maybe pull it off. But um, a comic book, it's, I I love the look we settled on, so I wouldn't, wouldn't trade that decision for anything. Um, and what else? trying to think can you think of any other any other well i would say that season? um you know the for me for the art style i feel like it has evolved from um the backgrounds i started out because i have a kind of a fine arts background the mm -hmm. background started out as pastel drawings and have evolved from there as still kind of having that quality to them but now they have taken on a life of their own and um, still, like I said, have the pastel quality, but um, look like their own thing at this point. And then the the ship's character art um, had a very different look at the very beginning and have um, more of a quality to them that really feels comic book-esque at this point. And that, um, that's been just really fun to, to to create and and um see where it's gone fair enough fair enough and mm -hmm. when it comes to so when i played there was like an, an enormous amount of ships that you could play as and each one being unique yeah and and that's something that i also i thought was fascinating so was it are you, how do you first of all how do you guys keep yourselves from trying to maybe come up with too many ideas <laughs> very hard not to <laughs> I we can have taken so many chainsaws to the original <laughs> scope of this game and it is still sprawling it still are um cutting things from the final from the final product just because some of it will return in kind of a content update down the road. Right. But um, we have at this point, oh gosh, it's, I, I don't even, I don't even know the count, but we've got several dozen upgrades. So, mm -hmm. so the ships you're talking about, um, those are, those are pre-built and as many as there were, that is just a taste of the full range of, of ship capabilities you'll have. Mm -hmm. um, the full game has a garage where you can customize your drones. So if you want to add the lava cannon to and the wrecking ball at the same time, you can sacrifice a little bit of armor. You can make that ship. You like the way the acid spread. You like the shape of that, but you want it with um, liquid nitrogen to freeze your enemies instead of spraying them with acid. You can kind of do those swap arounds. Um, so it's at launch, probably at least 40 to 50 upgrades you'll be able to pick from, make your drones from. Um, the demo right now, I think has got 15 that you can choose from. But that was that was always the earliest versions of the game. It was going to be just a very simple. Um, you added the number of cannons and then you added to damage and then you added rate of fire. And those were the three things. And then you had hit points. So it was at one time going to be just a very uh, almost kind of grindy 
upgrade system. Uh, the idea being, you know, you'd, you'd fight and then you'd get a stronger ship and then you'd fight more. But as the game evolved, especially once we got the physics mm -hmm. in play again, it just became much more engaging of a game to have have that variance of kind rather so much from that from that variations in scale where you're just kind of beefing up the weapons you have so so i also because there are so many ships is that like a collaborative effort as far as you guys going hey i have this in mind for a new idea or um does one go say to another this is what i want or this is what i need this is what i'm looking for or is it uh I don't know. Do you do you get ideas from maybe maybe fans you guys have gathered over over the, the course of development? Uh, yeah, we've gotten some ideas from fans. Okay. We've gotten some ideas from our QA team. Mm -hmm. um, I know that... my family has definitely offered uh, a few <laughs> hints and feedbacks or things that they like as well. So yeah, we definitely we. We haven't incorporated absolutely every idea that's come across. Right. Our fair plate, enough. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe given enough time, if I stick with this project, <laughs> we will have just a thousand different weapons to pick from <laughs> at some point, but not at launch. I'm, I'm not going to make that promise. <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah, we get we get a lot of a, a lot of a lot of the inspiration has come from playing other games as well, uh, not necessarily in the same genre. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if I, I'm a big Ratchet and Clank fan, so some of the some of the weapons in that in our game have been the result of me remembering some some game like that with a crazy weapon, thinking, hey. I wonder if we could do our take on XYZ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> could we do our take on a plasma whip? Could we do our take on... E even from movies, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, oh man, that looks so cool. Let me model that in the game. Let me see if it's fun to play with. Now, uh, that was a question I was going to get to later, but I think now would be a good time to ask because you mentioned that something like Ratchet and Clank was an inspiration. What what other games can you say you maybe drew inspiration from for the day we fought space or um, maybe not exactly drew inspiration from, but just maybe got an idea from uh, that that was that was put into this game? Um, well, from my end. There's been a lot. Um, Jamestown, I, I cite as one of the bigger influences. Uh, that's one of those games that I played right around very shortly before going into development of this. Um, and then kind of continuing with that, Gundamonium Recollection. That's one that I kind of have been vaguely basing the pacing and the enemy wave structure on. So you'll... That, that's a little more of a, none of the enemies look the same, none of the weapons look the same, but if you're really getting into that kind of second level game developer deepness, you'll you'll kind of see the influence of that one in there. Um, uh, Crimson Clover, uh, another influence. Um, some, uh, a lot of influences even from completely different genres. So the Endless Runner genre. Um, Jetpack Joyride, with this being original concepts, original early builds of this game, did feel a lot more like an endless runner than a shoot 'em up. Um, the game, I don't know if you remember this, Susan, just how blisteringly fast the game used to be. Yes, yes, I do. Um, so. Um, we've we've slowed it down since that influence, since those influences came in. Um, gosh, there's <laughs> some of the some of the roguelike shooters. Um, so Downwell, even though that's kind of a half platform, half shooter, um, but you know, um, Steriden has been kind of a late development influence. Although by the time I got into Steriden, that was 
pretty much most of the de design of the game had been set. It was just kind of a checking my work, like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I like the way they do it, but I like our take. So um, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I wanted to sit, sift through my research notes, I bet you I've played at least 60 or 70 games specifically just to research this one. Okay, fair Even enough. Even weird like EDF and Parodius mm -hmm. and getting like old school SNES titles that anyone who's not a genre enthusiast has long forgotten. But um, Susan, um, I've been, <laughs> I've been yes. rambling. You must have some. <laughs> Sorry about the dog barking. <laughs> Watson. Um, sorry about that. Um, so I would say that my influences are more from maybe movies, things like okay. that, than um, games. Right. Um, definitely have some of the same influences as Kathy, such as, um, you know, Jetpack Joyride. Um, but for movies and shows, I, you know, the kind of some of the ships had this almost like mecha and um, life form ask quality to them. And I've been influenced by uh, some of the old sci-fi uh, cyberpunk, uh, like Philip K. Dick, which mm -hmm. movie books. And then, you know, Battlestar Galactica definitely has been a big influence on, on me. Um, so... Take, take an inspiration from places like that. Very nice. I mean, all fantastic things to draw inspirations from. And uh, you can definitely feel, because you guys were talking about, like, I heard EDF was mentioned. And, you know, just this, just this, these <laughs> different things you could feel where it's very, you can feel the inspiration that you guys say these things. But I don't feel like you guys ripped off anything, so to speak. It's very its own thing which I, I do appreciate very much thank you thank you, thank You're you. Very now i'm if you don't mind i'm going to get a slightly personal because uh something we do ask a lot of our guests um what are what brought you here today what what as far as gaming is concerned so what were your favorite things to maybe play growing up or or it doesn't even have to necessarily be play because some people like to just watch you know i don't care uh how you mm -hmm. got here but i do want to hear your guys's history <laughs> sure kathy do you want to go first on this sure yeah um i've i've been playing games pretty much as long as i've been able to hold a controller mm -hmm. even a little longer if if tales of my first birthday are to be believed <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, early, early loves Zelda series, like the overhead every from like the original through Link's Awakening was kind of early love. Um, got into a lot of the JRPGs, especially like from around Final Fantasy VII through around ten. that and the stuff in between, tactics, that era, um, always... During a lot of college, played a lot of the, you know, shareware games. I, if anyone out there remembers the Allegro community, which is still active, um, maybe not as prominent as it might have once been, uh, a lot of the Allegro games, um, which for those of you who don't know what it is, it was an early uh, game library for Windows computers for programmers who wanted to get into game design and game development um and now it's no it's it's still active it's got kind of a cross-platform community not nearly as well known as unity and monogame and unreal but was your game built I'm in allegro kinda, uh, really quick i i did did have a couple games built in allegro um uh, the game we're working on now is not built in allegro okay. this is um uh, Cocos, Cocos 2D under the hood and Box 2D under the hood, um, but a lot of native iOS code also. Okay, I was just curious while while you're um, on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> while I deviated from personal life to professional life, so um, 
trying to think. Lately, as far as, as games I've been into, a lot of Stardew Valley, a lot of Perfect. Breath of the Wild, a lot of Celeste, a lot of... Um, a fair amount of Terraria. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I can say, um, I mean, I've played all those games. Uh, Celeste yeah. is definitely easily is a game that speaks to me on a very emotional level (laughs) i i cried so much playing that game i i i definitely teared up towards the end when celeste you know merges with her her evil Mm -hmm. self and i was just like that was that moment was just so powerful it speaks volumes for that entire like the journey uh that journey that i could speak i could speak forever about that game on on what they did right that game is amazing yeah yeah pretty much um, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said Celeste, and I was just like, man, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other gaps. A, a decent amount of versus fighting back when it was focused on couch competitive and not so much on online competitive. Okay. Um, so, you know, Soul Calibur was my favorite back in the day, the early smashes. I can't. I mean, yeah, I still play. I haven't played Soul Calibur recently, but I did play a lot growing up, especially, I think, two. I think that's the one with Link in it, or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one with mm-hmm. Link, too. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Susan? Uh, well, um, my gaming background is not quite as uh, versed and expansive as Kathy's, but I definitely started out uh, with N- my first NES and. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, uh, and Link, Zelda, of course, um, always been one of my favorites. Uh, played a lot of Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger. Um, mm, yes. Remember those games? Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more recently, um, Dragon Age, Skyrim, kind of the world-building games. Lots now, lots and lots of uh, Breath of the Wild. That game is just incredible. Um, Agreed. Uh, yeah, Breath of Nintendo knows how to make a game, and Breath of the Wild to me is one of the better Zelda games, especially yeah. in recent years. Yeah, I love it so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, dabble in <laughs> little bits of uh, <laughs> games here and there. Liked GoldenEye mm-hmm. quite a bit <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yes. Classic. <laughs> absolute classic. Mm-hmm. very cool very cool you know i just love to hear what people's backgrounds is when it comes to gaming because we're all different and even there i've had a couple people on the show that are like say musicians that aren't even gamers so that i it's just very fascinating how people get from you know point a to now mm-hmm. um, yeah so it's interesting too how a lot of people will say they're not gamers, mm-hmm. but then you talk to them more and they list a dozen games that they're mm-hmm, into. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our QAers is like that, who will, will introduce herself as the non-gamer of the team, but then, you know, she's played dots <laughs> to the point where she's a master yes. at it. Um, you know, I'm trying to think what other other games she's into. Neko Atsume, of yes. course. She got big into that one. Um, but definitely still a gamer or still still plays a f- good number of games, even when at first glance they don't really think of themselves as a gamer type. That's kind of it's for me, it's nice to see almost that it's become enough of a cultural um, touchstone mm-hmm. that people don't have to think of themselves as like a nerd specialist right. to get into the medium. So, I I completely agree. It's it's definitely becoming more and more, you know, not even a generational thing, but but rather it's it's just something that's just part of everybody's lives. I mean, my <laughs> grandfather, my my mom's dad, he, he games, and it's it's really cool. Just if I mm-hmm. hang out with them, we'll we'll sit down, we'll play. We'll play Mario. We'll play Sonic. Whatever he wants to play, I don't care. It it, it is fascinating to to. But he doesn't consider himself mm. a gamer, though. But he will play games. Mm. Right. Um, and I just forgot. Oh, so what has been it? What has it been like on on the the convention circuit, which is how I met you guys? Because <laughs> um, you guys have, I'm, you know, just 
combing through some of your social media stuff, GDEX was not your first convention, but you guys have been to other conventions as well. So what's it been yeah. like uh, showing it right. off at other conventions uh, the day we fought space? It's been wonderful, honestly. It's the feedback that we have gotten, the fans. It just um, it feels so good to know that um, we're creating something that people flock to, that people love. Um, and uh, doing the convention scene in that sense has been wonderful. Also, just seeing so many people out there that love video games, that... that um, that have so much passion for it. And then, you know, getting to see all of the other creations that people put out there, other indie games. That's my favorite part anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Getting to kind of forge those connections yeah. with, with make studio friends with some folks. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I, so I, I'm in Ohio, so I'm in Dayton, Ohio. So I've only been to the conventions around here, but you guys have been a couple different places. So what's like even going from city to city uh, for you guys? It's 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 a lot of mm -hmm. work, but it is it's a rewarding experience. Yeah. Um, it can get a little overwhelming at times, but you know, it at the end of the day, it's it's an experience you really can't get otherwise yeah. um it's so hard to get the game in front of that many new eyes see okay. how people respond to it um and just be part of the the larger community you know it kind of we did packs all three of the packs yes. this wow. year Very nice. and it never ceased to amaze me like it it's Pack South, it's like, oh yeah, we're we're on the same show floor as Capcom. Yes, right. <laughs> like <laughs> we could direct people to our booth relative to the zombie car they had for the new Resident Evil game. Uh, you know, we, we're on the same stage as Nintendo yeah. at Pax East. We're just down the hall. It was unreal. <laughs> uh, it's a little a little bit of a starstruckness mm -hmm. to that. Absolutely. Uh, I can only imagine. That sounds incredible. If you guys could go back in time and talk to those people eating waffles, so <laughs> what happened from this game, what would you guys say? Uh, I'd say hunker down because it's going to be a long haul. Yes. This will take longer than you expect. Yes. Um, How long ago was but that, But it's going to be way? real. It's, it's going to happen. That's what I would tell yeah, myself. You yeah. know, that this is actually happening it's actually going out there and back back when we were sitting like like you said eating waffles it was um eating it was a dream with uh -huh, in uh -huh. hand. it was a dream that started to become a reality started to mm -hmm. become a an actual game and now it's out there more mm -hmm. so yeah how long ago was that by the way that that memorable meeting <laughs> oh god <laughs> Long enough that I can honestly say I don't remember what year okay, it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what, God, we could we could reconstruct it though. It must have been 2012. I think around there. Yeah, yeah, because that was. Yeah, I think it was it was 2012 that we first got this. Set the wheels in motion, mm -hmm. and it's been. You know, the the standard in industry advice for indie studios mm -hmm. starting up is make small games and learn from them. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and we have kind of stretched that, le that learning and failing and revising and learning and then revising and failing and succeeding. We've kind of... That entire loop is encoded a few times over in this game. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've still kind of had we we've had a bit of that experience going into it. So even though this is our first major game, it's kind of our it's our second commercial game. It feels almost like by the time it's released, it'll be like our fifth commercial <laughs> game, just because. We've kind of baked that iteration process into our our 
kind of magnum opus here. I, I was and, gonna uh, ask yeah. about that. Uh, was this your first game? But it doesn't sound like it is, as far as as a team. Uh, it's it's our first game of note. Okay. Um, the first game that we've kind of that I have gone at, at anything. It's it's our first game as a duo. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it that much. So prior to Day We Fought Space, um, we were a one-person team. Essentially, there were a couple folks brought on as very transient to help, you know, to do a very specific job. And, you know, people doing QA, I had another programmer comb over the code of a game to check it for shenanigans. <laughs> um but none of those games, you know, we hadn't really done any professional promotion work. Uh, you know, this is the first game we've brought in a professional PR person to help us know what the heck we're doing as far as showing this game to the world, sharing it with everyone. Um, so it, it's our first game of note. Um, it, it, not the first time we've dabbled in games um at least not the first time i've dabbled right. in right making games not the first game i've made to completion i was gonna say kathy based on your experience from what you said before it sounds like you've made quite a few things um but susan is this your first game that you've worked on yes yeah, this is my first game i had the idea of making video games previously mm-hmm. just kind of um just a, like i said a dream um before but i'd never actually made a video game before this is my first so what is that experience like for you being your first um um i would say that it is um very much uh learning as i go in some respects mm-hmm. um and i love being able to take my my background of making more physical um like pen and paper, mm-hmm. um, painting, uh, artwork style, and uh, bring that into the digital form. Uh, and it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that experience like for you? Because I used to date someone who was an artist, and she was mostly pen and paper as well. <laughs> so to, to transition to being well, all digital, basically, just to uh, put your art into this game, what is that transition like for you? Well, I do have a uh, graphic design background as well. So I did okay. have some knowledge of the Adobe Suite um, through that uh, more Illustrator, more InDesign um, than Photoshop. But now, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it, it was very much learning as I, I go for trying to utilize these um, uh, uh, programs to be able to, to take the, what I've drawn and make it digital make it look like um it should for the game um and at first i would say i was more hesitant um to there's this sense as a fine artist that you're not supposed to alter your art right on the digital um uh format and i've had to kind of break away from that right to be able to get the game ready, get the art style ready and change my, change my thinking a little more with that. So that's, I think, uh, the only real hitch I had was, uh, going through that, but I think it's been good. I, um, have really found that Photoshop has been really great. Um, but also, uh, procreate on the iPad is, uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, Uh, Siri. (laughs) Um, Procreate on the um, iPad has been a really great tool to be able to have um, kind of a realistic feel with an Apple Pencil. Um, So it's like almost like an in-between between the the pen and paper and the the digital, digital format. Okay, and I just out of curiosity, what's your your style that you? Because the girl I dated, she mostly did watercolors. Um, so what what did you 
what you tend to, to be drawn to when it comes to uh, drawing on pen and paper? Sure. So I'm a bit of a, a jack of all trades. Um, I do love watercolor, um, printmaking. And um, when it comes to pen and paper, I do um, pastel, charcoal, and um, uh, just ink drawings as well. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And, and Kathy, uh, just to not totally yeah. isolate you, but when it comes to programming, <laughs> uh, what kind of languages do you know? And also, um, how did that love, where did that passion from programming come from? Uh, well, with me, programming has always been kind of the the means to an end. So it didn't, it it wasn't so much a, oh, this is this is programming. I should learn how to do that because it sounds useful. It was a, oh, I want to do X Y Z. I better learn how to program so I can mm -hmm. do this, so I can make a little text adventure, so I can make also just, you know, automate automating stuff. Um, Which is glorious when you figure out how to do stuff like that. You know, I've, right, I have a very analytical mind, so I, I would take things I'd learn in high school and be like, oh, you know, I... I took inch or like in college, I took a music theory. I audited a music theory class just because I was into music mm -hmm. and it's like, ah, eh, this will be, this will be a good way to round myself out. And I was a year later teaching a computer, like how to make very simple chord <laughs> progressions based on what I learned there. Cause it's like, ah, it, it's almost programming has almost been a way for me to kind of, you know how they say, if you want to really learn a skill, teach it to mm -hmm. someone else. Like, whether it's, you know, in, in any classroom, any, any classroom, a lot of that same concept comes through when you're trying, when the, what you're trying to teach is not another mm -hmm. person, but mm -hmm. a machine. You have to kind of dissect things and think think over what you've been taught rather than just kind of reciting rules by memory. You kind of really have to digest it, run it through more of your brain. So programming just as a tool to have in my back pocket had a lot. I think it helped me with a lot of aspects in life. Um, you asked about mm -hmm. languages. Um, I, my favorite is C++. I rarely get the opportunity to actually write in my favorite language because so many of the platforms nowadays, they want right. something else. They want JavaScript. They want Python. They want... Which is kind of funny Objective -C. because those are like the simplest languages out there. And they, I mean, they can right. do a lot, but not as much as other things like C++. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or like for... for um ios development you've got objective c mm -hmm. which is what i what i code in because i got into it before swift was a thing and i just stuck with it because that's what i knew um but i you know it's it's really one of those things once you've learned two programming languages you've pretty much learned absolutely all of agreed once you've learned how to kind of pick apart almost like you're you're kind of meta analyzing program it, itself so you're kind of isolating the concepts so yeah um there's there's times i've had to write code in a language that i straight up mm -hmm. didn't know but it worked <laughs> kind of what happens after you've learned just three or four languages there's enough similarities that you can look at a piece of code you can maybe Google one or two things. You can copy sections from, you can pattern after sections in another thing. Once you know what in general a computer can do, you know there must be a way in this language to tell a computer to do that. So as far as I do get, I do get questions from, you know, parents who have kids that are trying to learn 
they're showing an interest in programming and they'll ask me what's the best language to teach my kid i'm like it it really mm -hmm. doesn't matter mm -hmm. uh, i'm not just saying that it it really is secondary to the concepts you'll learn by programming in any language as long as you're not doing something just incredibly esoteric like like maybe the intercal or something bizarre off the wall um but even even doing like if you get one of those lego mindstorm kits that has the little app oh, yeah. you can i forgot about that build programming mm -hmm. things you know you're gonna learn actual programming concepts right. from that so i i even tell people you know as, as funny or crazy as it sounds like even minecraft has some basic programming built into the game if people want yeah, to learn it they yeah. can they can learn programming from something like that as well mm -hmm. absolutely um so i i i've kind of ran out of questions at the moment uh so <laughs> i i think that i hope that everyone listening is just as excited uh to play something like the day we fought space as much as i am uh do you guys have maybe a release date or a release uh maybe goal uh, <laughs> anything that we're we're, mm -hmm. we're looking at this point we're looking late 2020 early 2021 um not even a little hesitant to say <laughs> that much because we have been bit so many times by by announcing a target release date but the good news is if you want to be among the first to know when it is released for general audiences um we have a twitter feed that we're pretty active on we have a discord server um, that you can find through the our Twitter account. So at Terciops Studios, um, that's T is in Tango. Um, I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere <laughs> yes. on the podcast <laughs> rather than trying to NATO alphabet this to, to the It'll listeners. definitely be in the show notes. Uh, also, if you just if you just type the day we fought space into any yeah. search engine, you'll get directed to the right place. But we do have a Twitter. Twitter account, we stay active. We've got a Discord. Through the Discord, if you don't want to wait to play, you can play the test flight builds now. Um, so instructions on how to get involved into that um, are through the through the Discord, which you can find uh, on thedaywefoughtspace.com is another way to get all that information about the Twitter and the Discord. So awesome awesome so in lieu of a date i'll <laughs> say that's th this is where the date will be announced yes. when okay. it's final great uh because i want to play this really bad like right now <laughs> as far as full release uh not just a, a small demo but even then that was fantastic to play through like i said cody and i thanks thank you walked thank away you so and we were like that was great. That was awesome. That's our favorite. <laughs> At the time, that was our favorite. I don't think we had like an ultimate favorite, but that was on our list for sure. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's You're very welcome. Um, so just to close out, uh, one other question that we usually generally ask our guests. If you could say anything, give any advice to anyone out there who might be listening, who might be thinking about making a game or getting into uh, game design, what would your guys' uh, advice be uh, to anyone out there? Uh, I I would say I'm going to try to keep this <laughs> short. I'd say be, be flexible. I'd say it's going to take you longer than you think. And I would say reach out um, because there are resources out there. There are tons of good, even if you don't have a, a local kind of meetup group for the indie scene in your city, there's tons of online communities where you can get feedback, where you can get tips. There's just reams of videos and papers you can read about or watch videos you can watch, papers you can read that will kind of open your eyes to things that you've never mm -hmm. thought about. Um, 
So those, yeah, that's, I think you asked for one piece of advice and I gave you three, but deal with it. Um, for, I would say for anyone who wants to create art for video games, number one, be patient. Um, and don't disregard those, uh, pen and paper classes. Don't disregard the figure drawing classes. Don't disregard the, um, foundations because all of that stuff is important as well so that's my advice oh very nice i was gonna ask about the art side but you handled that as well um <laughs> so, so uh just as a close out is there anything else you guys need to promote social media maybe personal stuff anything you want to promote this is your time to promote anything you guys want Ah, this is a big, big thing going on in my <laughs> yes. life. The the day we fought space. Um, MadisonRollerDerby.com if you want to see me coach a roller derby team. I'll do that too. <laughs> or, or Providence Roller Derby, which is <laughs> where I play. So Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. The day we fought space. That's All right. Perfect. Thank you, guys. I will whisk you back away to your, to your normal lives. And thank you for joining me. Um, Everything all are oh, you very you guys are us. very yes, welcome. Thank you so much. I, I apologize for Thanks. taking a while, but I'm glad to have you guys on today. Uh, and I, I all the it, thank worth you. The yes, wait. yes, definitely worth the wait. I look forward to see what you guys do in the future, especially when it comes to the day we fought space. I cannot wait uh, for it to come out. And everyone out there, as always, have a rad day. Thank you so much.